Good morning, Irvine, and welcome to another episode of Sports Matters. And you can always reach us online, blog.sportsmattersradio.com. Again, that's blog.sportsmattersradio.com. Or you can go to KUCI.org. Just click onto the schedule where it says Sports Matters, and it'll direct link right to blog.sportsmattersradio.com. Because I, Kevin Drake, and Matt Burke want to hear from you. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Absolutely love it. But anyway, uh, we got lots to talk about. You know, football's concluded. Before yesterday, well, the last time we were on, not yesterday, the last time we were on, I said it was Randy Bennett was the coach of Gonzaga. That's wrong. He's the coach of St. Mary's. I got confused. So it's it's Mark Few. So corrections and retractions. (laughs) So I just had to start it out. Great way to start the show. You know, obviously, football's over. We're going to jump right, I guess we're going to jump right into the NBA because there's lots to talk about. Oh, yeah, so much to talk about. But first and foremost, you know, out of respect to Matt Burt, we're going to talk about the Warriors to get Ah. things started. Well, you know, they had games three out of the last four nights. Pretty difficult for them considering the Oklahoma City game. That was just a brutal game. I mean, there was physical alpha screens. People were throwing elbows and, you know, you got in each other's face. And such uh, emotions in that game and the crowd was feeding into it. Oh, yes. It was really intense in that building. Oh, it was so intense. And then Kevin Durant hits that shot and you could hear a pin drop. It was just unbelievable game. You had the teammates supporting the cupcakes, you know, all the chants about the cupcakes. I mean, like, it's pretty clever. And then, you know, you have... Kevin Durant's mom takes a picture with the cupcake shirt and curry and, like, all that. And then last night, they just looked flat. Oh, my gosh. They looked tired. And even before the game, Steve Kerr's like, oh, I don't I don't think we have the energy. I, I kind of expected this. So let's not panic. Nikola Djokovic with a triple-double. Unbelievable. He's a future <laughs> star in the NBA. Future star. Well, here's the thing, too, with Denver. It's just one of those games where after they come off an emotional game, a homecoming for Kevin Durant, you know, all the flack that he's been getting, which I, I just don't think it's necessary. It was his decision. He was a free agent. He's free to do whatever he likes. But look at the scoring balance. Uh, before I get to that, uh, they said Kevin Durant had pulled uh, Steph Curry aside and said, look, just be yourself because Steph Curry was so unselfish. He was just giving up the ball, not really playing his game where he can be he puts a lot of pressure on defense when he's shooting those thirty foot three pointers yeah. and making them. So he and said, "Just be yourself." He goes, "He goes, I'll hole. get mine. I yeah. will get mine. Just I want the Warriors to be themselves, and I'm just an addition." So look at this scoring line. You had Clay Thompson, Stephen Curry, both scored twenty six points apiece, and then Kevin Durant dropped in thirty four. Really, that's kind of been their their mo throughout the whole season. Yes. I mean, whenever they score, I can't remember the exact amount, but majority of the games that they played this year, they've all scored twenty plus points. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, that's really tough to stop. But uh, this is what I want to see because I want to talk about the All Star game for a second. Steve Kerr, if you're listening. Please put Russell Westbrook with the four Warriors on the line. I just want to see how that works out. Because you know what he said He said about that? He, he had asked that question. And he goes, maybe we'll all sing a song together. But that's a, he's a genius, you know. Yeah. With just some of the quotes that he said, even during the game in uh, Oklahoma City, he's like, boo the player, but cheer the man. When he was talking about Kevin Durant and all the animosity of the crowd towards him. I mean, what a genius. That is a trained media person right there. That oh, absolutely. And come on, he's got great experience with Phil Jackson and Greg Popovich. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, two of the best coaches ever. Yeah. <laughs> but Look speaking at, of yeah. Russell Westbrook, oh. this man is is on history he, to have a historical season. Right now, he's averaging 31.2 points a game, 10.4 rebounds, and 10.2 assists a game. 
It's unbelievable. He has 26 triple doubles. Now, 1961-62, Oscar Robertson is the only man to ever average a triple double throughout the entire season. His numbers were 30.8 points per game, averaging 12 and a half rebounds and 11.4 assists. Well, and, apparently and he you had, had some 41 tri- numbers back then, you know. Obscene and and also, that was such a magical season because Wilt Chamberlain averaged 50 points a game and 25 rebounds a game. I mean, what a crazy season to be witnessing. Bill Russell still was the MVP that year. I don't know how they got came up with that. Maybe it was the finals MVP. Elgin Baylor actually averaged 38 points a game and 18 rebounds. Crazy. That's unbelievable. And you know what? If the Thunder had any sort of scoring presence, they'd be such a better team. The reason why I brought that up, because you made a point to me you know, just before we went on air, is that, yes, Russell Westbrook's averaging a triple-double, but the guy right behind him, James Harden, is right there he's on right knocking there on the too. door, and he's having a phenomenal season. Oh, yeah, he's unbelievable. I mean, hes I think he's one of the few players, if not the only player the average, in a game, 50-plus points, 15 assists, and 10-plus rebounds. It's unbelievable what these two have done this season. Absolutely. But I just want to touch real fast on all these Oklahoma City fans that are just, you know, angry. I can understand why Kevin Durant left. This is why isolation basketball, where you, you're you basically trying to beat your man to the hole, it takes a lot out of you. I mean, Russell Westbrook's really good at it because he's, you know, 100% all the time. He's just, like, going. He's like an engine. But So much energy. When he was on the Thunder, he was seventh in isolations per game. And... That takes a lot out of you. He was also ninth in minutes per game. And one of the things that I was like, oh, the Warriors definitely move the ball more. They do a lot of off-ball, catch-and-shoot kind of shooting rather than isolation. Since he's caught on to the Warriors, 28th in isolations per game. He's now 27th in minutes per game. So it wasn't just, you know, a move that was like, I want to win championships. No, it was a move to save his body more than anything. And there's some other, you know, kind of theories that I had why he was going to go to Golden State. you got to come see me because I can't say it on air, but, you know. <laughs> No, there was a few other things. Blog Matt. Blog Matt. Blog <laughs> and, and the last thing I wanted to put out, he was 53rd when he was on the Thunder in field goal percentage. So he wasn't really the best shooting-wise in terms of percentages. Since he's caught on to the Warriors, he's 11th. So it's like the numbers have been improving for him in terms of like overall efficiency and an overall, you know. Exactly. Uh, efficiency, but all the way across the board. And, and longevity. And taking longevity, care of his that's what Absolutely. I was looking for that word. <laughs> And that's why I'm your counterpart. (laughs) He's just an amazing player. And I just, like I said, doesn't sound like a broken record, but I just think let him go. It's history. It's history. You You know, he's a great man. He still was doing a lot of things for Oklahoma City. He actually stayed back that day, and he was actually doing a charity event. Yeah. Just shows you what a class gentleman he is. Yeah, you know, boo the player, not the man. Exactly. And, you know, isn't a wise man once said, if you live in the past, you suffer from depression. If you think about the future, you suffer from anxiety, so live in the present. Indeed, and this is exactly <laughs> what we're doing. And moving on to the Los Angeles Lakers, they had a nice win against Milwaukee. I'm you know, excited over the to weekend. talk about the Lakers a little bit. I'm excited for the fact that Magic Johnson is back. That's what I was going to say. In an advisory role, yes. I am so excited about that because the one thing I love about Magic, now I know he's he's a very passionate man, but he's also a straight shooter. He's going to tell you like it is. But he's a winner, and we're excited, or I'm excited, that he's back with the Lakers organization. And, you know, like he says, you know, he says three to five years, but you know Magic, they'll probably be a, a contender probably two and three years. But it's just the fact that he's back with them, that's just a huge positive sign. But that doesn't mean you want 
to tank your season. You want to continue no. to build on this young core. I mean, if you end up with the top three pick, great. If you don't, well, you know, Philadelphia's going to get it. Yeah, and well, speaking of that, there's been a little bit of trade talks between Philadelphia and the Lakers. I don't know if you've heard about this, but they're no, trying no, to get, enlighten me, enlighten you. All right, Jaleel Okafor, who's this? He was the kind of the starting center. He's been hit by the injury bug. He's pretty. I think he's a good, talented young guy, and. The Lakers just said that they're not interested in him because of what they were offering was, you know, D'Angelo Russell for Jaleel Okafor, which in that draft they went, it was D'Angelo Russell Correct. and Jaleel Okafor went before him. So, you know, and I think that's the best move that the Lakers have said. Why? Because Zubox. I didn't think I get his name wrong oh, every time, but he's 19 years old and he is unbelievable. And there's some of these international big man centers. I mean, that are gonna be better than Porzingis. I think Porzingis is a great player. He's a great young talent. He's huge, but he really just—I mean, like this year, he's kind of been like a little bit of a letdown. He hasn't been making shots. Like even the New York Knicks have been like, you know, you need to step it up. So I think this kid is really good, and I think you need to kind of build around the players that you have rather than go out and search. Oh, absolutely. You want to develop the talent because you know Timothy Mozgov's not going to be there long. You know Lou Aldang. You know he's not going to be there long. He's great. I love his veteran leadership, and he's certainly helping them out. Um, but you want—I agree with you. You want to build around the young talent that that they have because they're so talented. I mean, the fact that you have Larry Nance Jr. off the bench and how good he is. Larry Nance Jr. is unbelievable. He does all the right things on the basketball court, and you don't want to get rid of that. And the thing with the Sixers is that they're just so overloaded with all these draft picks because they've been finishing at the bottom, so they've been getting the number one, number two pick for the last five, six years, so now you're overloaded with all this young talent, so <sighs> there's only so many people you can play and develop. It's true, but they have been the hottest team in the NBA. They're, I said it last week, and they continued their hot streak. Last night, they went against Charlotte that's kid, a good win for them. This kid, TJ yeah. McConnell, man, the, the guard play by Rudy Covington, who's been he's been getting steals and he's been shooting three pointers, so he's been doing a good job. And you look at TJ McConnell, I mean, like not to be an Arizona homer or anything like that, but he gets rebounds and he gets assists, which is the one thing that team needs because you have a lot of offensive people on it. So Absolutely. I think they're set up for the future, and I think you know the budding stars of both of those teams are going to emerge in the future for sure. But I also wanted to touch on the Clippers too. Absolutely, Clippers fan, three games. Games in a row they've Three won. Three games in a row they're starting to win, and you know what? They're weathering the storm. You yes. have to get March first is that day where all the Clippers fans are like, "Thank you, Chris Paul's back. Rejoice." We can all, you know. Yeah, they definitely battled the injury bug this year, and they it's uh, you know been Greg a lot of Griffin moving parts. But the thing is, this team they have a, a really good core. They really seem to like each other. There's a really good vibe about the team. It's just a matter of okay, we're not probably not going to have the best record in the NBA this year. However, we're going to finish try to finish in the top four at least get you know, home court advantage in the first round, but you know how it is. To be a championship team, you you gotta win on the road, regardless. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah, they're looking good. They One, the last good. three, you know, you just want to put together, you want to be playing your best ball now. Play your best ball right now and lead up into the playoffs. Yeah, and I think the Clippers will be fine. Their bench is stacked. They got a great <laughs> bench. I mean, the fact that Paul Pierce isn't really seeing too many minutes shows you how good their bench is. And uh, they got a game coming up against the Hawks. That'll be a good one because the Hawks are a good team. They've been playing good basketball. Dwight Howard with the uh, – obviously, like, he has some – he's has some holes in his game where he, he'll never be able to fix. But he's still unbelievable. That's the thing about him. He's, he's, he's still a great player. Not to, you know, dock on him too much about his game, but – he does score the ball, and he does get rebounds, and he does block shots, which he's been doing a lot of this year. As long as he's not on the Lakers, I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> I do think he's a great player, though. Hey, moving on into the NCAA. Woo! 
men's basketball. Oh, yeah. Gonzaga still sitting on top at 26-0. and 0. After Who? beating St. Mary's this weekend, handedly, you know, they tough game for them. Uh, I mean, St. Mary's is a good basketball team, but you're, it's really tough to stop that center that they have, the 7'2". He's like 300 pounds. He's unbelievable. And his name is Prismic Kuritsky. I think I got it wrong. I, I don't. You, that sounds almost about pretty, right. Pretty close. Uh, I don't know. He could call in and maybe shirt, correct you. Yeah, call in. I'd love to talk. He was to a red him. shirt freshman. Red shirt senior. Red shirt so senior. He's been with the program for five years. Okay. Three hundred pounds, and he can move pretty agile. There's not anyone that is going to be able to guard him in the NCAA. There's no one that big to begin with. So uh, that's we'll you know that's that that's that tough. But uh, with the UCI men's basketball team, Brad Green, you know he yeah. he's got that size, but he has that athleticism. And like I've been to a few games, and he can run the court just like Michael O'Sullivan said. He goes, he was a redshirt freshman because he wasn't even supposed to play this year, and uh, they found playing time for him, and he's really made the most of it. I had that thought. I was like, what if UCI matches up with Gonzaga? Like that could be <laughs> that could be a spoiler alert, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I was literally thinking that last mm-hmm. night. I was like laying in bed. I was like, who? Hmm, Gonzaga. Oh, I got the coach's name wrong. Oh, they could be playing great against UCI. Like, UCI could play great against them. So, yeah, they unbelievable job for them this year. They keep the number one ranking, which. Yeah, they're playing, you know, really, really good ball right now. And you're Arizona, you know, climb back up number five. It's like a. a like Big a log jam, you know, five, six, seven. You got Arizona, UCLA, and Oregon right there. Just a, a nice cluster. <laughs> yeah, Pac-12. I think they're the best division. I mean, like it's a tough division. It's a really tough division, like from top to bottom. Like that's what the Pac-12 is in pretty much every sport. It's like it's a really tough division because football, you got all these good teams. But I mean, the class is still the SEC. Not, not this year, not in basketball. I'm talking ACC is probably the class this year. But I think Pac-12 and them are e- like even. It's unbelievable. No, it's amazing. You know, but getting to the UCI men's basketball team, they've won two games in a row. Oh, thank God. Yes, yes. They uh, they won their game on their home game on Wednesday. They beat UC Santa Barbara on Wednesday, 64-47. But on Saturday, Luke Nelson poured in 29 points. That was his season high this year. And he moved to third all-time because he was 6-for-6 six six from the three-point line. And in UCI history, he's the third man now with the most three-pointers made. Really? Yes. Oh, good job. So it's good that. to have him back. And, you know, Jared Martin's been doing a lot of other great crafty things, you know, still moving the ball around, being that great point guard, scoring when they need him. My boy Tommy Rutherford coming off the bench and just with that high energy that he plays. Yasal Warku is just continuing to impress mm-hmm. with his energy. I like him. They just got – and Jonathan Galloway, man, that guy is like a double-double machine. You know, he's just really – you know, he's – yes, the future looks bright for UCI basketball. Oh, Spencer Rivers, you know, he's going to get a lot more playing time next year. So it's uh, – I love the, the whole idea of the four-year player. Yes, the really, really great players do the one and done. They go in the NBA. Sometimes they end up being really great. Sometimes they have a hard time finding their way. But with the four-year player, I love seeing the progression, how they improve year after year and how they just evolve into this great basketball player. Then they take that into the NBA. They're the type of players you can rely on in the playoffs, you know, being that role player or whatever they become. I mean, but you also look at all these players that have played four years that have turned into pretty good NBA players. I mean, for one, the first one that comes off to the top of my head, not to go back to the NBA or anything, was C.J. McCollum. He's had an unbelievable season for Portland. He's had an unbelievable 
unbelievable season, but that's the first one I thought of, and he is a great player. And even though he has smaller size, he's really shifting, gets to the basket. But UCI basketball plays UC Riverside Saturday, yes. February 19th, starting at 9 p.m. You know the beautiful thing is? Because they're still— a late game. They're, I know, 9 o'clock. 9 o'clock. What's crazy is, is their last game is against UC Davis. Now, UCI is sitting in second place, but they're just like, I think, a half a game out of first. So they get another crack at UC Davis. I like it. That's going to be a great game here at the Bren. Yeah, here at the Bren. And then, after that, they go to the Honda Center. Yes. Yeah, the pond. I like it. But switch it over to women's NCAA basketball, because uh, I know a lot of people have been hearing about this, but... What is going on with UConn? 100, 100 games in a row? Straight. Unbelievable. That's amazing. I, I, Nike sent them over their own custom shoes for winning 100. Oh, that's really cool, that, that's Nike. That's really nice of them. And they got all this swag. Yeah, <laughs> I, that's just amazing. I mean, you, you think about it because the UCLA men's won 88 games straight. The Lakers won 33 games straight. So L.A. is a mecca for basketball. But, wow, UConn 100 games in a row? Are you kidding me? We never thought we would ever see that. We yeah. never thought we'd see that in our lifetime. That's pretty amazing. Gino Ariema. Is that how you say his name? I think you nailed it. Gino Ariema. He's done such a good job with that program. And, ah, uh, Good congratulations to those ladies, for sure. Absolutely. That's that a tough. I think that that's the most dominating sports team in history. A hundred wins in a row, that's so tough to do. That's so tough to bring it night in, night out. I mean, you look at the Warriors last night. They they did not bring it. They were tired. And then you look at they, these yeah, ladies they were tired. straight. Just an unbelievable job by Gino Ariema. You know, and also, our now, speaking of women's sports, our women's polo team, water polo team, pulled off a nice little upset, taking down number six Michigan in overtime. Wow. Eight to seven. Kelsey Thornton with a game-winning goal. You know, that sport, I tell you, man, you're it's talking tough. about, let alone just to keep your head above water and how they can rise up and just fire away and shoot the goals. I got to go to some of their games this yeah, year, too. And, you and will see me at one of their games at least. What, what happens under the water, too, is like all kicking and pushing. No. Like, I drown, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no doubt about Basketball's it. Basketball's a little bit easier. Yeah, I mean, I enjoy bit. playing ball, you know, but, man, doing that sport, I mean, woo, you got to – your core is so strong, and just being able to propel yourself out of the water like that was – is pretty amazing. How's our men's volleyball team doing? I was just about to touch on that. Well done. Well done. It's just but, a telepathic wave yeah. you sent to me. They lost three sets to zero to Long Beach State, who is very highly ranked. But fear not. We are still in the top ten. Unbelievable job. I really liking this Tamir Harashenko from Israel. Nice. Six foot six. Big guy, senior. He does a great job. And you know what? This men's volleyball team will be all right. I think, you know, you just got to keep focusing towards the tournament. You can't be bogged down by losing the Long Beach State. No, and they'll get tough. another crack at Long Beach. They will. Yeah. They'll definitely. Yeah. And, and learn from that, you know. The thing is, too, when you get beat down or you you, you lose in three straight set matches, you know, you're going to remember that. And you'll be like, you know what? When you bring that energy and that fire and that passion to the next matchup, and Long Beach is going to be like, what the? What do we do? We just woke up a sleeping giant. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. I'm hoping. Fingers crossed. You know, Absolutely. You never, know. you never know. You just got to show up on the day and hope for the best. <laughs> you know, I, that I, Long Beach State team is really good. No, they are. They are. You know, but uh, like I said, you know, UCI gets another crack at them. Now they got a little taste of Long Beach, and, you know, it's always good to get that revenge.
avenge the loss. Uh, speaking of golf, real quick, I just wanted to just mention yeah. you got the Pebble Beach Tour, old Jordan Spieth. Jordan Spieth. Ninth PGA Tour victory. Under the age of 25, which means yes. he's tied. He's 23 with, now, I believe. He's 23. He's tied with Tiger Woods. Wow. That's how many Tiger Woods got when he was under 25. He's quietly becoming, you know. He's he's gonna be the future of golf. And he's I, the face of golf. I mean, Tiger Woods will always be the face of golf just because he's Tiger. Give it some time. Give yeah. it some time. People will move past because Tiger is he's. Speaking of Tiger, he's gonna have to not play in the next few tournaments because of his back, and he's had a few surgeries. And you know, I I'm really just, hoping for the best. I I feel for Tiger. I, feel, I just would love for him just to to be a hundred percent healthy, just to see what he can do. But I don't think we'll see the old Tiger ever. I just, you know, sad as it is, I think we won't see him. And I think Jordan Spieth is the future of golf. And you know what? It's the perfect person. He's such a humble guy. Absolutely. He thanks his caddies after he wins. He thanks his caddy. Like, when has Tiger Woods ever He's from that? Texas, right? Jordan he's Spieth. He's from Texas. Yes, he went to the University of Texas. Good Southern gentleman. Golf, yes. You know? he's, a, he's a good guy. I like. That's what I like about sports nowadays is there are some really good people that are becoming top-notch athletes. And I love that. I love and, that. And those are great role models, especially for kids looking up like, oh, I want to be like, the, you know, back in my house growing up, I want to be like Mike, yeah. you know? <laughs> you couldn't do a lot of things that Michael Jordan can do, yeah. but, you know, hey, I want to be like Mike or like Nolan Ryan, you know, or, you know, guys like that. But, yeah, uh, and that's why, like, kids nowadays are looking at Steph Curry and they're like, oh, I could be like him. Yes. He's not that big. He's not six foot six. 250 pounds and runs a 4-4, a.k.a. LeBron James, you know? Like, there's not many people on this planet that can do that. And like, But there's people that are like Steph Curry. I'm the same exact height and weight as him, not saying that I'm anywhere close no. as good a shooter as he is. <laughs> not even close. So I, there's he's more relatable is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. But I cannot stop this Ducks team. Yes, you know, I Duck Update. Talk. Duck Update. Let's get you some music cued yeah, up Give me here. some music. Is it as oh it's not as aggressive as Yeah, we're gonna go a little what, bit softer. We're going straight yeah. soft into it. This month of February has been tough, man. They've lost five games. And only won one. Oh, it's tough. But here's the good news. Tonight they play the wild. And the wild have beaten them the last couple of times. Coached by Bruce Brujo, the former coach. Mm. So I think six or it's a five PM. A little start. insider information there, huh? Yeah, a little <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. But yeah, it starts tonight. And look for them to win. They're tired of losing the Bruce Brujeau and that team. So I like it. They might need to do some shaking at the deadline, but. Yeah, a little moving and shaking. But, you know, here's the thing with the Ducks is that, yes, you drop four games in a row, but you can turn this around. You got time. Relax. Yeah, time. Be Relax. calm. It's a long season. Let's make some adjustments and let's attack with a new energy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're right now. They're second in the Pacific Division behind San Jose, which yeah. San Jose is unbelievable. They're just they just have the defense sent by you know, set like set crafted by like the the textbook people of hockey. They're like, oh, Brett Burns, so good. (laughs) Love him. (laughs) Well, we're having more of a quieter finish where Tom closed out. He was rocking out in his clothes. Yeah, that was aggressive. Yes, yes. pumped up. I I tell you, I enjoy that. I got to go check out what that CD was. But coming up next, Kenny Jones with News and Views. And uh, to the rest of you driving to work, you know, uh, take your time. And got a nice little soft, jazzy song for you to listen to. And uh, breathe. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. And then contact us at blog.sportsmattersradio.com. We'd love to hear from you. Do it. Until you then, what matters, Matt? Sports matters. Absolutely. Enjoy your drive. <laughs>